Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and I hope everybody had a great weekend, but boy are we starting out this new week, and we're starting it out strong, and it's going to be coming pretty fast and furious. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but anyway, but we got a lot going on to start this new week but before we really start getting into it uh, you can always send us questions uh, comments via email at in black and right at gmail.com or you can go to our constantly evolving website in black and we have new stories we have new merchandise in our online store we've got a lot going on and boy is it gonna get crazy from here on out uh, of course, the big story coming up right now is the Pennsylvania primary, which is tomorrow, and it is getting crazier and crazier. We've got a three-way race going on between Kathy Barnett, who's been getting a lot of interesting, uh, I guess, criticism and kind of pans by the conservative media, uh, folks like Sean Hannity, uh, Greg Kelly over at Newsmax. I mean, she's apparently the whole thing about she's unvetted. She's got apparently electability issues, so on and so forth. Uh, story today in at Breitbart. Kathy Barnett has stated in an earlier interview today that she would not support the GOP nominee for Senate in Pennsylvania if she doesn't win it. Now. This kind of, you know, it was kind of like nails on a chalkboard for me because when I hear something like that, I'm part of me is going, really? Uh, she never really struck me as someone who would kind of do the whole spoiled brat thing and, uh, you know, just say, no, I'm taking my toys and I'm going home if I don't win the nomination. That's usually not a good sign about her temperament uh, i mean any person's temperament man or woman oh and it doesn't say much about their character now as much as she may not like people like dr oz uh who has been endorsed by president trump and apparently uh depending upon which poll you look at she's either neck and neck in some polls or dr oz has got a pretty good lead in other polls so really the biggest the one poll that counts is election day tomorrow in pennsylvania now of course you've also got doug mastriano who is trump's endorsed candidate for governor of pennsylvania and has certainly a lot of conservative support and uh State Senator Mastriano is doing pretty well in the polls from what I've been able to see. But what? But the whole thing with Kathy Barnett saying that she wouldn't support the GOP nominee, that makes me a little nervous. 
only because I, I mean, I, I've, I've rarely seen that. And essentially, if you're not going to coalesce around the candidate who won the primary, it does make you look a little shallow. Uh, like that spoiled brat, you know. I'm I'm taking my ball and I'm and I'm going home. So that that makes me nervous, uh, in the sense that Pennsylvania is a very important state. It's a swing state, and it was one of the states that in 2020 had all kinds of issues uh, with the election. I mean, especially Philadelphia. Not exactly known as a conservative bastion, but even they didn't want to play by the rules. And the state of Pennsylvania flippantly uh, refused not one, but two court orders. One from the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and one from the United States Supreme Court, which happened in Pennsylvania is under the jurisdiction of Justice Sam Alito. So they pretty much, you know, the state of Pennsylvania said, huh, the heck with you. We don't have to obey you. We don't have to obey the law. Which is very much the, uh, I guess, the Democrat modus operandi, their MO. You know, just because it's there, no, we're not, we're not going to enforce this law. We're not going to enforce that law either. I mean, it's very selective. And the best example of that right now are all these protests by all these pro, pro-abortion uh, protesters, mostly feminists, single women who really who don't have kids and and everything. And I, I mean, and they're just energized really by hell itself. And I'll get into that one probably a little later this week. But yeah, I mean, we have. 18 U.S.C. 1507, which is the federal statute, saying that any attempt to go after a federal judge, and you don't get much more federal than a Supreme Court justice, that you cannot picket or harass them or try to intimidate them, even at their own private residences. And this has happened in Maryland. It's also happened in Virginia. And both states have similar laws that prevent the intimidation and domination of judges. But nope, 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 nope. The Department of Injustice and the FBI can't be bothered with it. And yet, and even the attorney generals, uh, attorneys general, I should say, of Maryland and Virginia can't seem to get some traction here. I'm like, wait a minute, folks. If they're fine, if they're not going, if the DOJ is not going to prosecute them for violating federal law, but Maryland and Virginia have similar laws which are under the jurisdiction of their respective attorney gen- attorneys general, and why aren't they just arresting these people? I mean, get the state police involved, arrest these people if they're going to keep it up, and prosecute them under state law, since the feds obviously have a severely misguided 
uh, sense of priority. And that's being nice, folks. They, they are. But who knows? I mean, tomorrow's the primary. And we're going to see what's going to happen with all of these uh, pro-abortion protesters. They're not pro-choice. They're pro-abortion. They're pro-dead baby. They want the media and leftists love to play with language. I said, well, I'm a pretty good wordsmith. I mean, hey, I can do wordplay just as well as you can, probably better. But no, this is just too crazy. So, yeah, we've got the Pennsylvania primary tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, it's the Georgia primary, and that is the big one, at least from what I can get a sense of, because Trump has his slate of candidates that he's going to really push and, and, and promote to knock off the good old boy rhino establishment in the state of Georgia. Uh, certainly, got Brian Kemp, who is now bringing in people like uh, Rhino Doug Ducey, the outgoing governor of Arizona. You've got Pete Ricketts, the outgoing governor of Nebraska. And you're bringing in Chris Christie. Now, you want to talk about an odd mix? Chris Christie down in Georgia. That just, I don't know if it cracks me up or makes me want to throw up. I, I, I don't know. But that is a weird combination because Kemp apparently wants to take all of these establishment allies and never Trumpers, you know, to try to teach the boss a lesson that we are in power. Now, this is going to be interesting, though, because Purdue, David Purdue, who is running against Kemp, has been pretty doing pretty well in the polls, made a lot of uh, a lot of advancements and so it's going to be a pretty good one but for this last week of the campaign it's going to be real fascinating to see what happens has Georgia completely flipped to the dark side and they want rhinos who aren't necessarily American America first who aren't necessarily uh, the biggest fans of election integrity and yes, I'm talking Kemp, Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, who are all being primaried. And even the head of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, who got all weirded out, and in spite of people like True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht, that's one tough lady, she brought receipts, she brought all kinds of evidence, and Georgia basically screwed MAGA. They, they, they messed them up. They screwed them. I mean, they dropped, they screwed the pooch so bad they made a dog breeder cry. And apparently there are a lot of folks in Georgia outside of Atlanta who aren't exactly thrilled about it. So it's going to be interesting to see next week how that happens. But what's interesting uh, from just the news, Governor Kemp in Georgia and his buds, the country clubbers, have apparently uh, hidden details of a major deal uh, 
involving an electric car maker called Rivian or Rivian. And yet, there are details about the deal that are being kept from public view ahead of the primary. So this, this story um, from yesterday uh, in just the news, but man, I got it. I got to read some of this, especially if you're in Georgia, you need, and you're thinking that, oh, camp's not so bad. Really? Hmm. Rethink this. And I'll just read a little bit of it, and I'll put it up on uh, in blackandright.net a little later. Just over one week before Georgia's Republican gubernatorial primary, incumbent Governor Brian Kemp and his allies backing a massive new economic development project in the Peach State are concealing key details of the agreement from the public, with critics alleging the use of underhanded tactics and shady backroom deals to push it through despite local opposition. State and local officials in Georgia earlier this month announced the deal to dole out $1.5 billion of incentives to electric vehicle startup Rivian, or Rivian for it to build a $5 billion manufacturing plant east of Atlanta. Now, this is really interesting. Why are, why is Kemp and his friends hiding the details of this one week before the Georgia primary? I mean, if this is supposed to be so great, you'd be wanting to tout it everywhere. Everywhere. But it just kind of interests me that they're trying to shield details from it from the public the voting public that's gonna that right there kind of throws up a red flag for me now a little bit later in the story we've got this and from the story itself the incentive package by far the late the largest georgia has ever offered to a company includes major tax credits a 25-year no-cost lease and more than $198 million in site and road improvements on the 1,978 acres where the plant will be built in Morgan and Walton counties there in Georgia. So, hmm, I do really think that there is more to this than meets the eye. Because if you're going to tout this great deal for economic development in a state, but you're not going to let some of the details be known to the public? Uh, yeah. That one has me more than a little, well, confused and scratching my head wondering, why is this a problem? Why is it a problem, Governor Camp, and those who support you? I mean, yeah, apparently you're getting even help from former Vice President Mike Pence campaigning for you. Now, that right there says a lot to me because MAGA still hasn't quite forgiven him, that is, Vice President Pence, for essentially not doing what he could have done 
and sent some of these electors back to their states. He knew, I mean, sure he could come up with, you know, this, you know, there's a legal reason, there's a constitutional reason, which is, you know, and I'm sure it might be valid. But the problem is, with major states, swing states like Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, and all the things that we found, I mean, even I found them, and I'm not a professional journalist. I'm just a guy who learns things and shares what I've learned. And yet, with all of the problems with violation of state constitutions, violation of states' electoral, uh, the respective states' election law, and all of this, but nope, we don't want to do that. So, yeah, I mean, this is why 2000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary, has probably gotten not much play amongst conservative media. Not Fox News, not Newsmax, or even One America has wanted to deal with it. And yet, the only place I've seen it talked about is uh, Real America's Voice and Steve Bannon's War Room. Those are the only ones I've seen where they actually will talk about it. And they will try to promote it no, and put, try to put it in theaters. But yet, they're not going to talk about it. So what, what up with that? That's another head-scratcher for me. So who knows? Um, but and these, in this last week in Georgia, before the primary, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And yes, I will, uh, I will be providing some coverage uh, for that on uh, actually tomorrow night for Pennsylvania. And I also next Tuesday the 24th for the Georgia primary. Those are pretty important. They are swing states. So yes, I will be doing things on probably on Getter uh, or Rumble, one of the two. Haven't made up my mind yet, but yes, that's going to be a real fun one. Whew, mercy, it's going to be a lot of fun. <coughs> but speaking of fun, over the weekend, which was a bit of a rough one, I mean, we had the uh, the situation in Buffalo, New York, a place I used to uh, visit when I was a kid. I had family who lived there, but yet, nope, we're not going to uh, do anything. I mean, it, and especially when I keep hearing about you know the threat of white supremacy. Oh, it's just terrible. It's awful. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. It's really crazy. Because there is, again, this is Joe Biden's America. An alternate universe where good is bad, bad is good, and we don't take responsibility for crap. We absolutely don't. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, this is a real hoot. This is a real, real hoot. Uh, doing this. But, yes, the 
Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo supermarket shooting there in western New York was just what? And as I learn, and I'm learning all the time, that, and the more I learn about the case, uh, I thought, okay, and y'all are screaming about white supremacy, and yet here's a kid, 18 years old, who apparently last year was, he made a similar threat, which got local law enforcement involved. And, and I believe to a degree, the FBI. So I thought to myself, well, wait, what's going on here? What is going on here? So, it, it's crazy to say, when I'm looking at this, well, wait a minute. You know, it's, and, and Hochul, that girl is so disconnected from reality. I feel badly for the citizens of New York State. I, I, I do. But this girl has zero clue. Just zero clue. So, once again, we have a perfect example of why law enforcement just seems to be completely clueless. They are misplacing their priorities. Major League misplacing their priorities. Now, apparently, the Buffalo school shooter, no, the supermarket shooter, apparently made a similar threat in 2021, got a visit from the local police, and was even admitted into a psychiatric hospital uh, for observation and given all kinds of tests and whatnot. But yet, the kid, who's 18 and white, was, was released from the hospital, but was never monitored. They didn't do any follow-up. And now, this kid should have, uh, and New York State actually has red flag laws. This would have been a perfect, a perfect time for it to kick in. This kid has problems. But yet, went to the hospital, a, a psychiatric hospital, got let go, was never monitored, and was able to somehow, being of age, to go and find and buy a gun with no red flags, no warning. And I thought to myself, did somebody severely drop the ball here? Severely drop the ball. And now you've got a whole bunch of dead folks up there in western New York. I, I, and I think to myself, why? You know, and, and Kathy Hochul, the clueless governor, divorced from reality, is like, well, we need more gun laws. It's like, hello, you can't even get, really, a gun in New York City. And now she's screaming about, oh, we need more national laws to deal with guns and, and social media. I said, girl, where have you been, ding dong? You've got red flag laws in New York State, 
And any gun law in the state of New York apparently hasn't worked. And with all the national laws that we have as far as gun control, well, they didn't work either. So, Kathy Hochul, girl, you need help. Or at least a good smack inside the head to maybe knock some sense out of you. Or sense into you or the stupid out of you. No, you don't need more laws because... And, I, and I'll give you a great example of this. Anybody remember uh, the high school down in South Florida, Broward County? Anybody remember that little fiasco and disaster? Yet, this, the kid, the shooter, uh, uh, the, the shooter down there had multiple, and I mean multiple, run-ins with not just the county sheriff's office. Oh, no. I mean, his, the, the local law enforcement, Broward County, the school, had, the school and the administration knew about this kid. They knew it. They knew he was a problem. Local, Broward County, the sheriff's department, they knew he was a problem. Multiple times having to go answer calls uh, at his home. Even the FBI knew about this guy. They knew about this kid because they were notified about him not once, but twice. They, they, he was reported to the FBI. Everybody dropped the ball. Everybody screwed the pooch on that one. And yet, all the kids who died, you know, that, including the beautiful young girl who was about to graduate, her dad was absolutely ticked off. And, and angry and I don't blame him one single bit not one bit the man just lost his daughter to a ki to a crazed kid with a gun who was no who was a known risk a known risk and yet ah, you know and nobody in law enforcement not not the Broward County Sheriff's Office. I mean, the school resource officer who was supposed to do his freaking job and didn't. I mean, the sheriff of Broward County got pretty much grilled for whatever, and he didn't want to take any responsibility. The FBI sure as hell wasn't going to take responsibility because, well, they're the FBI. Big freaking whoop. This, is dis this was disgusting. I mean, if law enforcement's not going to do its job on any level, from municipal police to county sheriffs, or all the way up to the FBI, if you're not going to do your job, folks, why should we trust you? Why should we supposedly respect your authority when you won't do your job? I mean, are you just figuring, say, well, I'm a cop and I'm, you know, you better respect the law. I said, if you're not going to obey the laws you were sworn to protect, one of us has got a credibility problem. Now, normally I wouldn't say that. I really wouldn't because I have plenty of friends who are law enforcement, retired law enforcement, or what have you. But there comes a point when my support 
will just go, no, sorry, eh, eh. Uh, it's like, if you're, if you're not going to do your job, then how on earth are we supposed to trust you? How are we supposed to somehow believe you have credibility just because you have a gun, a badge, and a uniform? Doesn't matter. It does not matter to me. If you're not going to do your job, folks, why should we trust you? I think that's a very fair and very legitimate question. Very fair. Because now, on top of that, oh, baby, God bless some of those folks in the FBI, because now we have whistleblowers. Now, the elitist lying sack of crap weasel that is Attorney General Merrick Garland goes before Congress under oath and swears that they're not using the Patriot Act to uh, go after parents who object to school boards and and that's been turned that's been turned out to be a lie that's turned became a lie there was a whistleblower in the FBI who said uh-uh no they're doing this they are using the Patriot Act to go after parents who object at school boards we are in an absolute lawless world or at least selective a selective law enforcement but over the weekend Dan Bongino on his weekend show on Fox was speaking with uh, Donald Trump Jr. about this very issue and I just want to play some of what he said because this is a serious issue regarding misplaced priorities and corruption at the highest levels of even federal law enforcement. So I'll just let uh, Mr. Trump, Don Jr., speak for himself on that one. It really is, and it's absolutely disgusting. The fact that they're not focused on actual domestic terrorists. We watched, you know, Portland, Seattle, and every other major city in America burn for two years, and those people were just fine. But if you're a parent that complains about your children being indoctrinated in our public school systems, you are labeled a domestic terrorist by the highest branches of federal law enforcement. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting that this is going on in the United States in 2022, or frankly, at any other time in history, Dan. It's really terrible. But it is happening, and people have to start making their voices heard. They must not be afraid because that's what the tactics they're trying to employ. They're trying to scare you to allow this garbage to continue. And you're going to destroy our education system, which is bad enough as it is. You're going to destroy it and you're going to destroy our children's future if we don't stand up to this nonsense. And Don, you know, the, the, the good news is there is a silver lining. You're starting to see whistleblowers from the FBI come forward. A lot of decent people over there have had enough of this crap. But the leadership, Don, there's clearly a problem. I mean, your father got slammed for firing Jim Comey, which was probably one of the best decisions ever made from the executive office of the president. But clearly, you know, that wasn't enough. I think Republicans running for office now, I know you're campaigning for a lot of people, they have to commit to taking a look at this at the DOJ and FBI. We don't want partisans. We don't want conservatives or liberals. We want law enforcement officials who pledge to enforcing the law. 
100%. And I mean, I see that with so many of the people that I know in law enforcement. You know, we have to make the distinction, as you know, Dan, between the door kickers, the guys doing the actual work. They're disgusted with what's going on in leadership, but our leadership is broken, whether it's the upper echelons of, you know, law enforcement, whether it's the FBI, the DOJ. You see the same thing with the military. When our generals get on stage in front of Congress, they could not have seen what happened in Afghanistan happening. If these people aren't capable of seeing those things after being in a venue for 20 years, they're incapable of actually leading. They should not be in those positions. And we've seen sort of the woke wing of military and law enforcement take over the upper echelons, and you've seen what the results. I don't know that the FBI has actually prevented a crime in decades because they're too busy worrying about nonsense. They're too busy making sure that if your grandmother took a selfie somewhere near the Capitol uh, or within 1,500 miles of Washington, D.C. on January 6th, that they're in the gulags uh, while actual terrorists get free reign and probably uh, probably help based on everything I've seen as it relates to the entrapment uh, and all the other failed persecutions uh, that they've tried pushing on the American people over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, folks. It has That is true. They're more concerned about going after folks on Janu- from January 6th and going after parents at school boards who are not happy with what they're getting or what's being done to their kids. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Can't do that. This is why I call this an alternate universe, which is Joe Biden's America. The woke, the weaselly left, and people who seem to have no problem with this concept of just going after the wrong things for the wrong reason. I mean, you don't get much... Well, you don't get much clearer than this whole thing with the the Department of Justice going after parents, calling them domestic terrorists, and lied about it, and is okay with lying about it. So, yeah, I'm going to be... I'm going to basically say, nope, 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 not going to be okay with this at all. Uh, Certainly another thing over the weekend that really fried me, and this is more of a continuation from last week, now you have, it was bad enough for Pelosi and some of the Democrats like Pencil Neck Adam Schiff and others going to Kiev to pay homage to Zelensky. But now you've got Republican senators uh, doing it too. Uh, There were five GOP senators. Mitch McConnell was leading uh, the entourage, the delegation, right there to Kiev and sort of like, hey, you know, Zelensky, how you doing? You know, and there's, these are the people who still are PO'd at Rand Paul because he actually wanted transparency and accountability. OMG, folks. I mean, how bad does it have to get when one Republican senator, and thank God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Senator Rand Paul, for actually putting a stop to this nonsense. But... But hey, they're they're bound and determined to take that money and give it to a country that where we have no vital interest 
they want the war. Uh, I, I love a por- I just want to play a portion of an interview. Uh, Darren Beatty, or Darren, Be- yeah, Darren Beatty from Revolver News, speaking with uh, Steve Bannon on his War Room program, because that money is not about so much aiding the Ukrainians and, but they need it. I mean, the Ukrainian people, not necessarily the Ukrainian government, because the Ukrainian government is not exact. I mean, Zelensky is not a Boy Scout. I hate to break this to you. He is not a Boy Scout. There are Ukrainian oligarchs who are just as bad as Russian oligarchs. And the fact that Europe, NATO, isn't throwing in a dime. It's all coming out of the United States. What are we doing? Are we looking to end the war or continue to prolong the war? So I'll, so let, I'm just going to let Darren Beatty of Revolver News speak on this because he's making some really good points here. So hang tight, folks. Here we go. Uh, Mitch McConnell gets on a plane and flies over to Kiev to brag about them and wants a photo op on the 40 band. And thank God, thank God for Rand Paul. Because if he had not stood up, they were going over for 40 to hand, hand him a check. Hand him a check. Darren Beatty. Absolutely. And in fact, one of the tweets included in our uh, piece here, people are saying it's one of the best they've ever read on Ukraine. It's a quote from Mitch McConnell. It says, we all agree that the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. Well, we need to send $40 billion. But to put that number into perspective, just a few things, it's roughly three times the final cost of the unfinished border wall. If the U.S. aid here were a national military budget, it would be the 10th largest military budget in the world, just ahead of South Korea. $43 billion is more than the cost of the entire first eight years of the war in Afghanistan. And when you match that with what we've already given, it exceeds the cost of 1991's Gulf War. So this is a crazy amount of money that, when put in perspective, really underscores how much contempt the ruling class has for the American people. But actually, it's far worse than just wasting money, because what it's doing is actually prolonging the conflict. The more money we push into this system, the more it prevents the various parties Ukraine and Russia from getting to the negotiating table. And that's what this is all about. Yep. I I can't help but agree with that. And the way uh, Mr. Beatty put it in perspective, the money that's being spent half a world away in the Ukraine and Eastern Europe, the money needs to stay here. I said this last week at various times. Why can't we take that money? And the, and the bill was totally unfunded. Nobody got to take a look at it. I, I, I mentioned these things last week. Nobody was able to read it. I mean, not the Republicans anyway. They got it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they were supposed to be voting on it by 6 o'clock. And yet, only 57 Republicans out of a caucus of over 200 voted for the darn thing. 
including my congressman in my district here in Florida. And I am going to find out what on earth was he thinking, if he was actually thinking, about spending that kind of money when we need it here. I mean, hello, have you been under a rock, living in a cave somewhere or a monastery? We have real problems here. And I thank people like Darren Beatty, who, who's bringing that out. And, I'm, and I will be putting a link to that story on inblackandright.net so that you, the viewer, the listener, can see this for yourself. Because I'll tell you, right now, we're in the height of primary season. Florida's one of the late states with a primary, and that is going to be on August the 2nd. But I know one thing for sure. My congressman, Neil Dunn, does, is not getting my vote. And I'm a registered Republican here in Florida. The man is not getting my vote until he comes up with a ha a least a plausible explanation of why he put Ukraine first and not Floridians. Because it's not just, I mean, when it comes to diesel fuel, it's not just truck drivers. It's farmers. And where I live have some gorgeous farms, beautiful farmland. But, hey, forget the cost of diesel. You know, hey, we, we have to help the Ukraine. We have to help the Ukraine. It's like, no, you don't. How about helping your fellow Americans? Helping farmers afford diesel. Helping the trucking industry afford diesel. That is not the most important thing. Ukraine is not. You better stick with America first. Because we've got problems here. And I have to keep saying it again and again and again and again. We got problems here. How about trying to take care of them? That would be nice. Ugh. But there's more coming. There's a lot more of this coming. And somehow, this is a real slap in the face to MAGA or Ultra MAGA, whatever, and the America First crowd, and especially where I live. This is Trump DeSantis country, big time. Big time. And the fact that my congressman, my representative, voted with the Uniparty, nope, he needs to be held to account and put his feet to the fire. But more on that little adventure to come. So at least for today, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say, uh, clock on the wall says I'm done for right now. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please continue to tell your friends about the show. Uh, you can find our podcast on every major platform and in blackandright.net uh, for the website. We just would love to have you follow us on any of our social media platforms and subscribe to the website. We greatly appreciate it because we've had quite a bit of growth over the last, I'd say, month or so. So for now, take care, my friends. God bless you guys. Have yourself a great week. Uh, again, we're going to be doing the Pennsylvania uh, primary, doing some coverage tomorrow, mostly on our, mostly on our social media sites. So have a great rest of your Monday. Take care, and remember, patriots come 
in all colors.